Good evening. It is uh, with great pleasure that we're here. Um, I'm sitting in the pew and personally, uh, my heart is full. Um, this week we've had two missions conference, one home here in Calvary and one at Abundant Life. And two questions came up at Abundant Life. One was, um, if your children were, were lost, they were asking the, the congregants that. And we didn't have to lift our hands. Our children aren't lost. That's a, that's a really great thing to be praising God for. The other one was they were calling for people to come forward as missionaries. And I was thinking of something Sister Phyllis said on um, Wednesday evening when Jennifer asked a question about uh, young people and she was talking about um, married couples going and serve and that God wouldn't call one without the other. And I remember, and I looked at Jeff and we laughed because um, for years, every single time a missions call came forward for people to go forward, I would say, baby, I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's do this. He's like, mm-mm, mm-mm, not going, I'm not going. He wasn't ready, you know, but God just kept burning my heart. And, you know, this past week when they made that call, I didn't have a desire to go up because I'm already doing what he's asking me to do. That, for me, those things are powerful because you can track where, you know? And so all of these things we're seeing and we're talking about the love of God. And so as we work at home, we're trying to just do exactly what Pastor Rob showed in that video, to not let the churches die. The churches aren't necessarily edifices, it's us. What do we do? And so we started this ministry um, just for those maybe facing an unplanned pregnancy, and it's exploded. It's exploded in so many ways because we focus on simply the word of God, and we try to meet people just where they are. And so we find that we're working with people with marriages. We're working with families. We're working with multi-generational families. We're getting calls from different people saying, hey, we have a situation in our family. We need help, right? We go into our school systems, and... Our kids don't know truth. Our kids don't know truth. They don't know the word of God. And so somehow we've missed a boat, and, but we have that opportunity to do that. Tonight, when we think, when we wanted to share, we wanted to go back to the scriptures. You know, this slide talks about infallible. Do we really believe the word of God is infallible? If we believe that, then we have to hold to that. We have to hold to that as a believer. Where everywhere I go, everything I do must include that. And so that's what we have to do if we don't want to see the church to die and we don't want to see people not going to heaven. And so for us, we go back specifically to Genesis. If you go back to the account in Genesis chapter 2 and chapter 3, and we're not going to read it for the sake of time, but you, most of you know it, uh, God said to Adam, he gave him specific instructions. You can eat of these trees, but if you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. That was prevention. That's what our prevention looks like. We give them the facts. They have to make the choice. How many times do we hear, I have the choice or the right? They do. It's from the beginning of time. 
We all have the choice to do the right thing or the wrong thing. It's our job, though, just as it was God's job, to give them the facts and to give them the truth. That's what we do. We don't get to determine what they do. God, God didn't hold them, hold them say, you, don't, you have to do this particular thing. And we don't have to do that either. Our job is simply presenting the truth. They made their decision and they chose death. With that death, again, God did not crucify them. Okay? He disciplined them and he gave them love and he gave them grace. Again, that's our role. God lays everything out for us as an example to do what we do. That's the other part of our ministry, our intervention, meeting them at the crossroads. God went in the cool of the day and asking them, where are you? That's our job, to ask them, hey, how did you get here? That's our intervention area. Our restoration is providing the skins that God provided for them and giving them hope for a future, because that's what God wants us to do. That's what we do every single day with every, every incident that we encounter. The Bible says they made their choice, they knew they were wrong, and they hid from God. God searched for them. He gave them a hope and a future through discipline, love, and grace. At the crossroads, we all have them. Each one of us have them, Adam and Eve, David with Bathsheba, the death of, and the death of his child, Moses with the striking of the rock, Peter with the soldier in Gethsemane. We all have crossroads. Our crossroads may be different, but they all bring us to the point of an encounter with Jesus. Today, we are the hands and feet of, of Jesus. How do we demonstrate that to our families, friends, and others? At the center, everyone we meet, we demonstrate the love of God, and we use the Bible's examples, not our own man-made ideas. You know, in Revelation, God says, don't add or take anything away from his word. The church establishments, sometimes parents, many make themselves more important than God. You know, you know, a lot of the students that we encounter or the people we encounter, the choices they make is because they are more afraid of their parents' wrath than God's. That's a serious thing. How did we get there? How did we get there? We demand more from people than even God does. Parents have children being more afraid of them than God, and then we wonder why we have problems. There's a saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Partnership with churches like Calvary, schools, doctors, team members, and so many others assist us in doing what we do. Our goal is long term. The pastor baton to others to continue to do the work of the Lord. This is about reprogramming. I'll give you one quick story. Two years ago, we had a client come in and we were assisting her. She had a baby out of wedlock and she needed assistance, but she wasn't ready to change. But we worked with her. But what we were trying to do and the work we were trying to do, she wasn't ready. And so she decided, okay, she isn't coming back anymore. She got married, and um, just following her, I was able to follow her through social media and different things like that. She married this gentleman. There was an abuse. She ended up homeless, so forth and so on. This year, she called us again, and she said, I need help. Why did she come back there? She knew that we were real. She knew the love was true. After we met with her again, she said to me, she sent a text, and she said, Thank you. Thank you, because without what you do, I wouldn't be where I'm at. 
Now I understand fully what you were trying to do for me the last time. And now my relationship can God can grow. These are the kind of stories that we get. And so it's our, it's the onus is on us believers to do the will of God. I don't know what he may be calling you to, but this is our lane. And so we all have our own specific lanes in which to work in. Thank you. Uh, we have some prayer requests for the future. Uh, our ministry is uh, looking for a building where we can offer shelter and hope for those who are needing them. So you can pray with us in that vein. Uh, we also like to thank Calvary Bible Church for your support, because without you, we can't save the lives that we do on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, it's because of your generous donations uh, that we collect from you each year in the baby ball campaign and also monthly. Uh, I want you to pray for us as we move forward in this ministry, that God would strengthen us and that God will lead people to us who are willing to come alongside us and to grow this ministry. Thank you very much.